Welcome back to the Maroon Weekly. It's week seven, and we're at episode 25. We've got a bunch of great stories this week. As always, I'm Isaac. I'm Austin. Miles. Gonna be joined by Quinn later, hopefully. So the university's endowment saw year-over-year returns of 8%, trailing most of its peer universities. From a frame of reference, Harvard's endowment saw a 10% return, Yale saw a 12.3% return, and Princeton saw a 14.2% return. Can you explain what all of that means? So the endowment returns are, are the year-over-year growth of the endowment based solely off investments. So think like investments in securities, uh, in stocks, things of that nature. The university in years past has been trailing its peers, but the university claims that their endowment growth is not really comparable to that of its peers because it has a much different investment strategy. Around 2010 to 2012, the university completely rethought how it does its endowment investing. So most peer universities think of their endowment as of a type of mutual fund. They think of it independent and operating independent of the university. The University of Chicago back in 2012, redid this and thinks of it as part of the university's budgeting. What this means is they put an emphasis on liquidity and reliability and returns. They decided to start taking less risks in the investments they did, and they did sophisticated modeling, which integrated the endowment as part of the university's budget and thought about the endowment's direct effect on the university's operation instead of just a number that they want to keep growing larger and larger and larger. The result of that is that they take less risky investments, they focus on liquidity, which in return has traditionally kept their return rates lower than their peers. But the university stands by the fact that this is the best decision for the university to carry out its mission. Isaac, speaking of greenbacks, you have some news about Booth, right? Right. So for the sixth time in the past seven years, The Economist ranked the University of Chicago Booth School of Business as the top MBA program in the world. Odd flex, but okay. Harvard's Business School ranks third, and the Kellogg School of Management at Northwestern University ranks second. The London-based weekly publication released their rankings in late October as part of its annual school rankings. The rankings are based on a mix of hard statistics, including alumni salary and entrance exam scores, and subjective factors, including personal development and networking opportunities. What did Booth administration have to say about the rankings? Douglas Skinner, deputy dean for Booth's faculty, said, While we don't like to place too much importance on rankings, As Booth, we are confident we are one of the best B schools in the world and are pleased to be recognized as such. Hmm. It's nice to see somebody in university administration not to emphasize on rankings. That's pretty refreshing. But to get back to rankings, Booth's ranking by The Economist is consistent with other major rankings. In U.S. News & World Report rankings, UChicago Booth is tied for first with Harvard Business School. Founded in 1898, Booth currently has eight Nobel laureates on faculty, the highest number of any business school. The university as a whole boasts 30 Nobel laureates in economics, the most recent one awarded in October. Booth currently has campuses in Chicago, London, and Singapore. Martha Nussbaum is a professor at the law school and in the philosophy department, and it was just announced that she is the recipient of the 2018 Bergruen Prize for Philosophy and Culture, which is a $1 million award. This is the third year that the prize has been awarded, and previous winners include Canadian philosopher and social theorist Charles Taylor and British political philosopher Honora O'Neill. It's sponsored by and named after German-American financier Nicholas Bergruen. In announcing Nussbaum as the winner of the prize, the jury that selects the winner said, quote, Nussbaum shows how philosophy, far from being merely an armchair discipline, offers a greater understanding of who we are, our place in the world, and a way to live a well-lived life. Quinn. So glad you could join us today. I have a very important question for you. Yeah, what's How that? did the midterm elections go in Hyde Park? 
So turnout was really high, especially among students. UChicago has the highest percentage of registered students. In fact, the turnout was maybe higher than expected, as we saw at one of the polling places for the 37th precinct of the 5th Ward. This precinct actually ran out of ballots, which caused some really long lines for people waiting on physical ballots at the precinct. Do we have any idea about how many ballots they were given to begin with? They only had about 300 to start with. And how quickly did they run out? They ran out by 4.30 p.m. Was everybody able to end up voting that was at the polling place? Yeah, so eventually extra ballots were delivered to the polling place at 7. So people who were still in line could vote at that point. So we've talked about this on the pod before, but there is ongoing controversy about the university's board of trustees. So we've talked about this on the pod before, but there is sort of an ongoing controversy about the university's board of trustees. About a week ago, we covered Joseph Neubauer, uh, which you can go back and listen to our coverage, but there's another wrinkle in that story developing now. There's a fellow on the board of trustees named James Crown, who is a longtime member of the board and was actually the chair of the board between 2003 and 2009 which is when the board searched for a new president of the university and ended up hiring Robert Zimmer. Mr. Crown is also the lead director of the board and a major shareholder of a company called General Dynamics, which is the sixth largest defense contractor in the world. And General Dynamics has sold billions of dollars worth of uh, bombs, tanks, and armored vehicles to countries like Saudi Arabia. Mr. Crown is the most recent member of the board to stir up controversy over his business dealings, and there is a Viewpoints article in the most recent edition of the physical paper about his complicity in the Saudi-led assault on Yemen. That is all we have for you all this week on Learn Weekly for episode 25. As always, I'm Austin. I'm Miles. I'm Isaac. Music for the Maroon is produced in part by Kenny Talbot Vega, Aaron Sendon, and Andrew Deese. Thanks to Ben, and Ken, and the entire Logan Cage staff. We'll catch you all next week at 9 a.m. See you later.